Cantos 82-84 of Book 2 of the Ramayana of Balmiki, translated by Ralph T. H. Griffith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by O123. Canto 82. The Departure The prudent prince the assembly viewed, thronged with its noble multitude, resplendent as a cloudless night, when the full moon is in his high, while robes of every varied hue a glory over the Sinai trio, then priest in law of duty skilled, looked on the crowd, the hall that filled, and then in accents soft and grave, to Varat does his counsel gave. The king, dear son, so good and wise, has gone from art and gained the skies, leaving to thee, her rightful lord, this rich wide land with poison stored, and still has faithful Rama stood, farm to the duty of the good, and kept his father's hester right, as the moon keeps its own dear light. The sire and brother yield to thee, this realm, from all annoyance free. Rejoice, thy lords, enjoy thine own, anointed king, ascend the throne. Let vassal princes hasten forth, from distant lands, west, south, and north, from Kerala, from every sea, and bring ten million gems to thee. As does the seas Vasista spoke, a storm of grief over Bharat broke, and longing to be just and true, his thoughts to duteous Rama flew. With sobs and sighs and broken tones, even as a wounded mallard moans, he mourned with deepest sorrow moved, and thus the holy priest reproved. Oh, how can such as Bharat dare, the power and sway from him to tear, wise and devout and true and chaste, with scripture law and virtue graced? Can one of the Sarat seed be guilty of so vile a deed? The real man I are Rama's, thou should speak the words of justice now. For he, to claims of virtue true, is eldest born and noblest too. Nahush, the leap could not be, more famous in their lives than he. As Dasarat ruled of right, so Rama's is the power and right. If I should do this sinful deed, and forfeit hope of heavenly meat, my guilty act would deem the shine of old Ikshaku's glorious line. Nay, as the sin my mother wrought is grievous to my inmost thought, I here, my hands together laid, will greet him in the pathless shade. To Rama shall my steps be bent, my king of man most excellent, Ragu's illustrious son, whose sway might hell and art and heaven obey. That righteous speech, whose every word bore virtue's stamp the audience heart on drama every thought was set and with glad tears its eye was wet then if the power i still should lack to bring my noble brother back i in the wood will dwell and share his banishment with lakshman there by every art persuasive i to bring him from the wood will try and show him to your loving eyes o brahma's noble good and wise even now the road to make and clear, each leverer pressed and pioneer, have I sent forward to proceed, the army I resolved to lead. Thus by fraternal love possessed, his firm resolve the prince expressed, then to Sumantra deeply read, in holy texts he turned and said, Sumantra, rise without delay, and as I bid my words obey, give orders for the march with speed, and all the army he'll lead. 
the wise Sumantra thus addressed, obeyed the household chief's behest. He hurried forth with joy inspired, and gave the orders he desired. Delight each soldier's bosom filled, and through its chief and captain trailed, to hear that march proclaimed to bring dear Rama back from wandering. From house to house the tidings flew, each soldier's wife the order knew, and as she listened bleat and gay, her husband urged to speed away. Captain and soldier soon declared, their host equipped and all prepared, with chariots matching taut for speed, and wagons drawn by ox and steed, when Varad by Basista's side his ready host of warriors eyed. Thus in Sumantra's ear he spoke, my car and horses quickly yoke. Sumantra hastened to fulfill, with ready joy his master's will, and quickly with the chariot sped, drawn by fleet horses nobly bred. Then glorious Bharat through the bout, whose genuine valour none could doubt, gave in fit words his order out, for he would seek the shade of the great distant wood and there win his dear brother with his prayer. Sumantra haste, my will declare, the host be all arrayed, I to the wood my way will take, to Rama supplication make, and for the world's advantage's sake will lead him home again. Then ordered thus the charioteer, who listened with delighted ear, went forth and gave his orders clear to captains of the train. He gave the popular chiefs the word, and with the news his friends he steered, and not a single man deferred, preparing for the road. Then Brahman, warrior, march and troll, obedient to Sumantra's call, each in his house arose, and all, yoked elephant or camel tall, or as a noble steed in stall, and the full appointed showed. Canto 83 The Journey Began Then Varat rose at early morn, and in his noble chariot borne, drove forward at a rapid pace, eager to look on Rama's face. The priests and lords, a fair array, in sun-bright chariots led the way. Behind a well-appointed trunk, nine thousand elephants streamed along. Then sixty thousand cars and then, with various arms, came fighting men. A hundred thousand archers showed, in lengthened line the steeds they rode, a mighty host the march to grace, of Varad, pride of Raghu's race. Kaikei and Sumitra came, and good Kaushalya, dear to fame. By hopes of Rama's coming cheered, they in a radiant car appeared. On fared the noble host to see, Rama and Lakshman, wild with glee, and steal each other's ear to please, of Rama spoke in words like these. When shall our happy eyes behold, our hero true and pure and bold, so lustrous dark, so strong of arm, who keeps the world from awe and harm? The tears that now our eyeballs dim will vanish at the sight of him, and as the whole world's black shadows fly, when the bright sun ascends the sky. Conversing thus, their way pursued, the city's joyous multitude, and each in mutual rapture pressed, a friend or neighbour to his breast. Thus every man of high renown, and every merchant of the town, and leading subjects joyous went, to a drama in his banishment. And those who walked the porter's wheel, and artists skilled in gems to deal, and masters of the weaver's art, and those who shaped a sword and dart, and they who golden trinkets made, and those who plied the fuller's trade, 
and servants strained about to heat, and they who dealt in incense sweet, physicians in their business skilled, and those who wine and meat distilled, and workmen deft in glass who wrought, and those who snares the peacock caught, with them who bore the ear for rings, or sword or fashioned ivory things, and those who knew to mix cement, or lived by cell oppressor's scent, and men who washed, and men who sealed, and trolls who mid the hearts abode, and fishers of the flood and day, who played and sang, and women gay, and virtuous Brahmans scripture-wise, of life approved in all men's eyes. These swelled the princess Langdon train, born each in car or bullock wain, fair were the robes they wore upon, their limbs were red-hued ungean sun. These all in various modes conveyed their journey after Varat made. The soldiers' hearts with rapture glowed, falling Varat on his road, their chief, whose tender love would fain bring his dear brother home again. With elephant and horse and car, the vast procession travelled far, and came where Ganga's waves below, the town of Sringavira flow. There, with his friends and kinsmen nigh, dwelt Guha, Rama's dear ally, here a guardian of the land, with dauntless heart and ready hand. There, for a while, the mighty foes that followed Varat stayed its course, gazing on Ganga's bosom steered by many a graceful water bird. When Varat viewed his followers there, and Ganga's water blessed and fair, the prince who law of wards possessed, his counsellors and lords addressed. The captains of the army call, proclaimed this day a halt for all, that so to-morrow rested we, may cross this flood that seeks the sea. Meanwhile, descending to the shore, the funeral stream I fain would pour, from Ganga's fair auspicious tide, to him my father glorified. Thus Varad spoke, its peer and lord, approved his words with one accord, and bade the weary troops repose in separate spots wherever they chose. There, by the mighty stream that day, most glorious in its vast array, the prince's wearied army lay, in various groups reclined. There, where its hour of night was spent, while every eager thought he bent, on bringing home from banishment, his brother, great of mind. Canto 84. Guha's Anger King Guha saw the host spread over, the wide expanse of Ganga's shore, with waving flag and pan ungraced, and to his followers spoke in haste. A mighty army meets my eyes, that rivals ocean's self in size. Wherever I look my very mind, no limit to the host can find. Sure, Varat with some evil thought, his army to our land has brought. See, he is a form, his flag he rears, that like an abony tree appears. He comes with bonds to take and chain, or triumph over our people slain, and after Rama will he slay, him whom his father drove away. The power complete he longs to gain, and task too hard usurp the rein. So Varad comes with wicked will, his brother Rama's blood to spill. But Rama's slave and friend am I, he is my lord and dear ally. Keep here our watching arms arrayed, near Ganga's flood to land him aid, and let my gathered servants stand, and line with troops the river stand. Here let the river keepers meet, who flesh and roots and berries eat, a hundred fishers man each boat, of the five hundred here afloat, 
and let the youthful and the strong assemble in defensive throng. But yet, if, free from guilty thought, against Rama he this land have sought, the princess happy host to-day, across the flood, shall make its way. He spoke, then bearing in a dish a gift of honey, meat, and fish, the king of the Nishadas drew to Advarat for an interview. When Varat's noble charioteer observed the monarch hastening near, he duly skilled in courteous law, the tidings to his master bore. This aged prince, who heed abounds, his footsteps with a thousand friends, knows from a lie of Rama all that may in Dandakud befall. Therefore, Kakutsta's son admit the monarch as his right and fit, for doubtless he can clearly tell where Rama now and Lakshman dwell. When Varad heard Sumatra's read, to his fair words the prince agreed, Go quickly forth, he cried, and bring before my face the aged king. King Guha, with his kinsmen near, rejoiced the summoning to hear. He nearer drew, bowed low his head, and thus to royal Varad said, No mansions can our country boast, and unexpected comes thy host, but what we have I give thee all, rest in the lodging of thy trawl. See, the Nisards here have brought, the fruit and roots their hands have sought, and we have woodland fare beside, and stew of meat both fresh and dried. To rest their weary limbs, I pray, this night at least thy host may stay. Then cheered with all we can bestow, to-morrow thou with it mayst go. End of Cantos 82, 83, and 84